All right, thanks, Scott Shannon. Thank you for being with us. And write down our toll-free telephone number. We'd love to hear from you today. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program? I, I just hate just being lied to and propagandized the way we are always now seemingly lied to. The riots you witnessed with your own eyes over the summer, those weren't riots at all. Mostly peaceful protests with, you know, raging infernos in the background on fake news, CNN and MSDNC. I I mean, just outright lying. Democrats virtually silent. Biden doesn't even mention it during the Democratic National Convention. Maybe he didn't watch the news while he was hiding in his basement bunker protected by the media mob and by big tech. Who knows? But every, we, we know what our eyes see. We know there's a crisis at the border. We know we watch Joe Biden. It wasn't that complicated to see Joe Biden fell three times. And when you couple it with all of his verbal gaffes and disaster and cognitive struggles, you're like, what the hell is going on? Now being mocked by Vladimir Putin Now America getting lectured and then apologizing to the Chinese, apologizing for America. I I just can't take it. It's already getting that bad. No crisis at the border whatsoever. No crisis. That's a lie. And what, you know, when they, uh, it, it just takes the cake when here you have Joe Biden falls not once, not twice, three times trying to climb the stairs on Air Force One. And and then they get on Air Force One and Biden's spokesperson, Karine Jean-Pierre, is asked about it and says the wind blew him over. It wasn't that windy. It was a mild, 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 mild breeze. And I don't know what's for us anyway. The fact that they're they that he fell three times and lost his balance three times or the fact that they 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 just outright lie to us and say that the wind blew him over. Well, it wasn't a hurricane. It wasn't that windy that the plane couldn't take off. If winds are that high, then they wouldn't they wouldn't even think about flying. There was no wind. It was a clear, beautiful spring day. But this is what they say. So the person didn't take a fall on the stairs. Is he doing okay? As you know, it's pretty windy outside. It's very windy. Uh, I almost fell coming up the steps myself. He is doing 100 percent fine. He's Pretty windy, very windy. I, I nearly, I was nearly got blown over by the wind myself. You know how many times I've interviewed our reporters in the middle of of Cat Five hurricanes out there in real wind? Yeah, they can get blown a little, but they're not blown away down to the ground. That never happened. Oh, my gosh. And Jen Saki, circle back Saki, is asked about this, the same issue. Here's what she says. I was checking on the president. He uh, fell going up the steps to Air Force One on Friday. Is he doing okay? He's 100% fine. I don't know if you've been up those steps. They're a little tricky sometimes. A little tricky. They're a little, those are tricky steps. Well, Donald Trump didn't trip on the steps in four years. But the one time he went down a soaking wet ramp after a commencement speech, 
at West Point, the media mob, CNN spent a nearly 30 full minutes. They spent 15 seconds on Joe Biden's three falls climbing the stairs. They spent no time, no time whatsoever on Joe Biden's cognitive struggles, which are many. As as they first they ran the, the candidate protection program. Now they're running the president protection program. Protect everybody from the truth. They're just lying to us. When they say there is no crisis at the border, they're lying to us all summer long. They wouldn't acknowledge riots that we saw every night as riots as being riots. When police precincts were burnt to the ground, businesses burnt to the ground, cops being pelted with with rocks and bottles and Molotov cocktails and frozen water bottles and bricks and everything else they can get their hands on and sticks and knives were brought into it. When they tried to burn down courthouses, when they took all over entire city blocks and called them an autonomous Chaz Chop Summer of Love Spaghetti Potluck Dinner Zones, where people ended up dying eventually, um, they they didn't even say they, that it's only the Summer of Love. What are you talking about here? It's just one big lie after another, and it's the same on this issue of Biden. Now they're gonna he's gonna have. He's, he's actually now, after three days of not a single item on the agenda, he has one item on the agenda today, one, one item, and it's, it's going to take but a whopping one hour of his day. That's about it. Some event in Ohio, just a quick event, in and out. Don't ask Joe any questions, though. Of course, boy, what do I suspect he's doing the rest of his time? Sleeping, napping, and then being prepared. It's probably unmerciful preparation that they're putting this this guy through because they know that he's he's teetering on the edge here and anytime he goes off prompter it's never a good situation for any of them you know if you remember back in during the campaign there were there were two questions that were posed to biden about his cognitive struggles one was by fox reporter doug uh McElway, asking Biden during a press conference in Delaware on June 30th if he's ever been tested for cognitive decline. His answer, I've been tested. I'm constantly tested. Look, all you have to do is watch me, and I can hardly wait to compare my cognitive capability to the cognitive capability of the man I'm running against, which is a joke. Then uh, then two, three days later, the Biden campaign had to clarify. Now, the exact question was whether he'd been tested for cognitive decline. They lied to us then when they said what he meant in that statement, clarifying that he was not officially tested. He said, first of all, he's been tested every single day that he's been on the campaign trail. You know, he went through 12 debates in the Democratic primary, defeated 25 other candidates to become the Democratic nominee. That has no that has no bearing on the question that is being asked here. And then he was asked again, And this is when he had the total meltdown with Biden. This is uh, with CBS national correspondent Errol Barnett. And Barnett says on August 5th, well, Mr. Vice President, your opponent in this election, President Trump, has made your mental state a campaign topic. When asked in June if you'd been tested for cognitive decline, you responded that you're constantly tested in effect because you're in situations like this on the campaign trail. Please clarify specifically, have you taken a cognitive test? And this is when Biden loses it. But no, please I, clarify I, specifically, have you taken 
a cognitive no, test. No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? Are, are you a junkie? What do you Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got on this program, did you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not? What do you think, huh? Are you a junkie? Okay. What the hell is that? Come on, man. Here's the deal. That's now his latest. Is here's the deal. Says the George Stout. Here's the deal, Joe. Here's the deal. Um, but that's what he said. Now the question is, with all now he's tripping and falling all over himself, and the wind did not. The wind did not blow him over. Riots occurred this summer, and the border is in crisis. Those are three undeniable factual truths. Except the media doesn't want to deal with it. Now, rightly so, Biden is getting uh, now blamed for what's going on at the with the border, which we're going to get into in great specificity and, and great detail here. Uh, because why? Because it's actually important what's happening at the border. What's happening with Joe Biden? Yeah, that matters, too, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, the evidence shows... By the way, that, you know, we get lied to all the time. I, I watched this whole thing and this terrible shooting that took place. And all of us watched this unfold yesterday. And it's not a, the person that's not praying for the families out in Boulder, Colorado, because now they're, they've lost their loved ones in all of this. And we now know, you know, more. I, I don't know why the media is so obsessed with getting to the bottom, the reason, the why, the rationale that there are just some evil people in the world. I can't answer that question. You know, we've learned more. Daily Beast did a background. Apparently, this the the, the person involved they've now identified is Ahmad Al Aliwi Alisa is the name. Newsweek reporting that authorities released the name of the Boulder supermarket shooter, 21, accused of opening fire, killing 10 people. Law enforcement released the identified the full name of the person. Facebook page appearing to be that of the suspect. Uh, uh, you know, now they're going to get into the philosophy behind this. Just, you know, when you really think about it, it just I never bought into the idea that the, the, the shooter in the case of Steve Scalise in the ball field happened to be a Bernie supporter that somehow Bernie Sanders is responsible. But this is the game that liberal Democrats want to play. You know, this 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 was the whole issue when when the whole issue came up about, you know, the recent news about the shooting in Atlanta of the massage parlors. You know, people rush to judgment. I must be a right winger. He probably likes Donald Trump. He probably watches Fox. He probably listens to conservative talk radio as if anybody on any of these platforms supports people going out and murdering people. No, we do not ever. And if it's rioting in the summer, we condemn it. If it's rioting at the Capitol. We condemn that, too. Daily Beast found out, OK, he liked MMA in particular, I guess, kickboxing. Big deal. It's not exactly the MMA that I know. Anyway, they identified him as being Muslim. Okay, does that speak? Does that mean every Muslim supports this guy? No, it does not. Only liberals, if they can say it's a conservative, will they go down that road and play that game by guilt by association? Well, they share the same beliefs. They voted for Trump. No, that's not true. 
There's not any conservative I know that liked or likes or wants ever to happen again what happened on January 6th. You know, crit- apparently this guy criticized Trump's immigration actions. Uh, the shooter's b- brother blames the incident on mental illness and bullying, like the case in Atlanta. They blamed it on some type of uh, sex addiction. I don't know, but we're just, we're just learning more and more about it. All I know is that there is the typical race to blame the guns. Barack Obama calling for gun control right after the shooting. Early information shows that, in fact, you know, that this guy had radical views and radical associations. Does it really matter what what radicalism he bought into? It doesn't. It's just all wrong. We have 10 dead people. And, you know, the, the one question that always comes into play is what do we learn about these people and their violent tendencies that they were signaling long before an incident ever occurs? And did we once again miss the signs that, in fact, somebody had radical leanings that would cause them to, to bring harm to innocent people? That ought to be where the rational discussion is, but it never is. And as we roll along, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of this extravaganza? So, rightly so, Biden's approval now has sunk underwater. Rasmussen has now uh, a majority blame him, rightly so, again, for the border crisis. We've been watching now. We see photos of Biden's border cages for kids now have been released by the administration. And now, including Henry Cuellar, Democrat, he's released it. There's no COVID-19 social distancing protocols, not even mask protocols. We now have kids literally taking turns sleeping on the floor with their tinfoil blankets on top of them. Newly released footage, finally, which we'll have for you tonight on Hannity of these facilities at the border have raised questions about the way the administration have described their attempt to keep detainees safe during the COVID-19 pandemic because they're not keeping them safe. In other words, another circle back Jen Psaki, Biden administration lie. I thought the mob and the media cared and counted all the, quote, lies that they felt Donald Trump told them. The White House previously maintained they were keeping migrants safe through social distancing. That's not happening. And anyway, Jen Psaki rebuffed the idea that they were keeping children right next to each other. Now we have the pictures to prove it. She's lying again. And, you know, Peter Ducey asked her and she said, well, I'm sure you're not suggesting that we have children right next to each other in ways that are not COVID safe, are you? Well, now we have the pictures that show it. That's exactly what we're saying. Look at the pictures, Jen. Somebody needs to show it to her. Maybe maybe it wasn't in the New York Times today. Big shocker there. There's zero social distancing. And yeah, we've got the modern day version of cages. 25 to the top of the hour. Well, here's some truth, Scott Shannon, that the media mob won't give you. The Washington Examiner just reporting at its virtual winter meeting, the National Sheriff's Association Board of Directors discussed the threat to the U.S. by this migrant illegal immigrant surge and okayed a detailed warning to call to and a call to the president and a draft border security resolution released by the law enforcement group included this quote estimates are between five and 50% of the people crossing without documentation 
are COVID positive. In any other construct, infection rates that high would be cause for alarm by public health officials. Yet, we're currently engaging in policies that have potentially opened, rather than restricted, undocumented traffic into the U.S. Currently, about 100,000 illegal migrants a month are being apprehended by border authorities. By the way, starting today in New York, I am officially legally eligible for the vaccine. Now, in Arizona, the Epic Times reports today, the mayor of Arizona, town there, Mayor Chris Riggs, uh, is declaring a state of emergency over the crisis at the southern border. On foxnews.com, he placed the blame on the Biden administration for transporting illegal immigrants on buses to his town, noting that particularly due to the ongoing pandemic, they don't have the necessary resources to take care of this massive influx. Quote, Border Patrol let us know that they're going to be dropping migrants that had been detained for 72 hours in our town. Now, what gives Joe Biden and the administration the, the right to not only enforce the laws of the country, but to then force towns, cities, states to take on the problem of their own doing. If Joe Biden is is not going to enforce the law, then the why should these towns be forced to be complicit in them aiding and abetting law breaking? Because it's illegal to enter this country without going through the proper legal process. That's exactly what they're doing here. We have no charity organizations that can help, no governmental, non-governmental organizations that a lot of larger cities and towns do have to assist people. He explained that they have not received any federal or state assistance, that the illegal immigrants being dropped off in the town, they can't get food, they can't get lodging, they're not getting COVID testing. And last week, the National Sheriff's Association, as I said, you know, said, yeah, this is now a risk to every law enforcement official. The mayor told the news outlet that crime has gone up now with about 20 illegal immigrants coming into town on foot almost daily. Said that the cost for COVID-19 testing for busloads of people a week could cost around $600,000 over the course of a year. For a small town, that's a lot of money. Now we have the photos showing no social distancing whatsoever in Biden's new border cages for kids. They're not getting any. First, they tried to keep the media out. Got to give credit to a Democrat, Henry Cuellar. He released some of the pictures. Fox News has the pictures. I have an investigative reporter from my team on both sides today on down there. And they're now looking at all sides of the border, and they're looking, uh, and what they're seeing is no social distancing whatsoever. And, you know, what we're hearing is uh, is pretty bad, and we'll have a full report tonight. But the Biden campaign, you know, and so much here, what we're learning from, and that what I've, ta- I've talked to my sources down on the border, and what they're telling me is some of these facilities are unsafe. Again, this is Border Patrol sources. They're not legally allowed, apparently, in the under the Biden era to talk to me. But just like we had sources for Ferguson, Missouri, and sources down in Atlanta during Richard Jewell, and sources during from Baltimore, and sources during Duke Lacrosse, and sources during 
UVA. We have our own sources and what they're telling me today that it's dire, that it, the overcrowding is out of control, that there's no COVID protocols whatsoever. There's no social distancing. There's not a whole lot of mask wearing. That kids are now sleeping on the floor in, in one of the new cages with plastic around them. And they're taking turns sleeping on the floor with their tinfoil blankets and that it's unsafe and unhealthy for the people that are in there and also for the people that are working there. The words overcrowding is inhumane were, were said to me, especially for kids. You have these these pod areas in closed cages, basically, to hold 80 people currently holding 694 unaccompanied children with two agents maintaining custody right now. And we'll have a lot more tonight on Hannity. Now, Griff Jenkins was down at the border yesterday. And what did Griff Jenkins show us? But, you know, 10 cities of people that they've set up near the border as they wait for their opportunity to cross. They haven't had time to do it, but they, they, they stay there temporarily. And then when they get their call, they go. Then they're coming into the country. And, and now that the situation gets worse and worse, literally by the hour. Remember, they were complaining about what? How? Oh, the wall is going to be very expensive. Well, what? at the end of the day, if you have to feed everybody and house everybody and provide health care for everybody and an education for all these kids and everything else that's going to be associated with it, and we're expecting a million people by early summer, well, how much? We went through some of the costs associated with that yesterday. We can't afford it. But that's what happens when you change policies the way that they've been changing them you know kamala harris is asked about it yesterday listen to her listen to this she just starts laughing do you plan to visit the border uh, um not today <laughs> but um i have before and i'm sure i will again well what do you what's the answer why are you allowing this to occur now that you tried to prevent the country from seeing the pictures. Now we're getting them anyway. Now that you've tried to silence the people on the front lines that are putting their own health and their own family's health at risk, they're not going to be silenced. They have to tell us on the side and I'll never, as a member of the press, I'll never reveal my sources, but they're telling me exactly what's going on. And now we're getting pictures confirming everything they're telling me is a hundred percent true. You got all these kids huddled together in these closed off cages like rooms. Well, they have plastic now. Sorry, plastic. Oh, okay. And rightly, the American people, according to Rasmussen, two to one, blame Biden. Well, how could you not blame Biden? Because the situation was under control, even though they've tried to blame Donald Trump. Donald Trump for this. The human trafficking business, this also in the Washington Examiner is booming at the border. You know, you know the people that are benefiting the most from this? As all of our Border Patrol agents are now locked into dealing with all of this, the Border Patrol agents now, they're down there dealing with the, the crisis of unaccompanied minors. They're already stretched thin as it is. And now that allows then the human traffickers, the drug traffickers, even those trafficking in, in young girls for prostitution, 
all the opioid dealers, all the heroin, all the fentanyl that crosses that border. Yeah, they're, 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 it's a booming business for them. Criminal organizations, according to the Washington Examiner, are making up to $14 million a day just in February alone by trafficking women, children, and families across the U.S.-Mexico border. Traffickers pulled in a total of $411.5 million in February, taking people from Mexico to, and Central America to the U.S. border, according to the estimates from Customs and Border Protection. Well, that averages out to $14.7 million for every day in February. Fees to smuggle people across the border range from as low as $5,000 to as much as $9,000 for one adult. For many of these people, that is their life savings. Trafficking a multi-billion dollar industry, according to a former Tucson Border Patrol chief named Roy uh, Virilio, telling Fox News. A lot of vulnerable populations use their life savings. Some are essentially indentured servants working off this debt for a long period of time. In other cases, these migrants are asked to transport narcotics or some sort of crime to work in a different part to work off a different part of their debt. Biden says he wants to bring back a Trump era immigration policy for asylum seekers. Well, that was the stay in Mexico policy. Project Veritas, by the way, they released more photographs because we're not going to get it from the transparent Biden administration. I mean, when you just just looking at these pictures of these pods that are so overcrowded with kids. I mean, it, 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 you want to talk about a super spreader event. These are the same Democrats complaining that Donald Trump held a rally outside. This is these are in, indoor facilities. Biden's HHS is now turning San Diego, the convention center, into a migrant shelter. The Texas governor can't even get in, allow his child protective services to get in to see the kids that are in the thousands of them now that are in Dallas in the K. Bailey Hutchinson Center. Trump's DHS secretary explains why Biden's White House is hesitant to, to label this a, a crisis. Chad Wolf <clears throat> spoke with the Daily Caller. And he said this uh, this refusal to say what it is, he says the reason they don't want to call it a crisis is they know it was brought on not only by their messaging, but by their actions and their policies that they have pursued. That's pretty obvious, right? You have an ex-Trump Health and Human Services official running for the House suing the Biden administration for suspending Trump migrant ban. You think the, the brave courts in this country will step into this? I doubt it. Construction workers are frantically trying to build tent cities to house these migrant children. They don't even know what to do with them. You know, one reporter cornered Jen Psaki circle back on better accommodations. Now she's been she's been called out and identified as the liar that she is. You want to put. You know, more emphasis on how bad this is. Epic Times reporting illegal immigrants are receiving $4.38 billion in stimulus checks. In other words, emergency COVID relief money for the bill they just passed. Almost 3 million illegal immigrants will now be eligible to get these, these stimulus checks that they're sending out. They're not in the country legally. Why are they getting $1,400? 
Biden tells migrants you're fleeing oppression. You should come to the U.S. That's what he said back in 2019. They listened. Heritage Foundation fact-checked Biden's bogus claims about the border when he said the expulsion of single adults does not pose an operational challenge for the Border Patrol. Um, They're not letting them deport people. That's the problem. The former acting CBP commissioner, Mark Morgan, friend of this program, said one wonders if Mayorkas ran this line by the women of, of Border Patrol before saying it publicly, because if he had, he wouldn't have embarrassed himself by making such a claim because our Border Patrol agents are apprehending 4,500 to 6,000 illegal immigrants a day. Jay Johnson, former DHS secretary, said in 2019 that under the Obama administration, a, a thousand apprehensions was a crisis. Yeah, it's a crisis. Team Biden now saying all options are on the table in a debate to fly migrants now to the northern border with Canada. What how Dr- Justin Trudeau is going to feel about that. Donald Trump has reacted to this. Obama administration built the cages and blamed us for it. Well, now they're building new ones. And they're putting the kids in there. I mean, you can't even begin to make this up. On top of that, now you basically Biden plans to reward illegal immigrants with this taxpayer-funded jackpot. They're going to get emergency COVID relief money. You have even senior, uh, a senior Mexican diplomat crediting Biden with encouraging all of these people to head for America. They get it. They're not lying to us like the Biden administration is. They're not tracking any of the cases of COVID at the border. They're just dropping people in hotels. They've now allocated $87 billion to pay for hotels for illegal immigrants. I wonder if that includes room service. I don't know the answer to that. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Newt Gingrich will be with us when we come back. We'll get his take on this. Biden's cognitive struggles and Biden being blown over by the wind. All right, thanks, Scott Shannon. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program? I, I, I guess that somehow I just have not prepared my mind properly, trained my mind properly for the reality of today. Because when I was watching all summer long, police officers being pelted with bricks and rocks and frozen water bottles and Molotov cocktails and sticks and knives and et cetera, et cetera. I actually thought that was rioting. When I saw city blocks being burned and stores being burned to the ground, I, I, I thought that was rioting too. When I saw police precincts burned to the ground, when I saw them taken over, I don't know. I thought that was anarchy. Apparently, if I listen to the media, the Democratic Party, none of that happened. When I watch the Chaz Chop Autonomous Summer of Love Spaghetti Potluck Dinner Zone takeover, I don't know, that looked like more anarchy. And now we see, for example, a crisis at the border. We, um, we were told that we're not allowed to observe, no cameras are allowed, but pictures are now sneaking out. And what do we see? Overcrowded facilities for minors. We see that they're sleeping in shifts on the floor in these makeshift, uh, yeah, kids in cages, except it's with plastic coverings, but they're in these pods and it's overcrowded. 
And I don't see social distancing. I don't see any COVID protocols practiced by anybody. When I listen to Border Patrol, and now they've been silenced, and but the people that I still talk to, I do have sources. I am a member of the press, and I use my sources, and they tell me exactly what the truth is. And they've been very, very clear that the conditions are not, they're inhumane, that this is way out of control. This is worse than anybody in America knows that, for example, I was I was told this today in some of the facilities. We've already talked about some facilities where kids now it's over 700 percent capacity. Some of the you know, the situation inside some of these processing facilities, the people on the on the front lines are telling me is unsafe and it is unhealthy. The overcrowding is inhumane, especially for children. Describing a situation where these pods that they have for kids that are supposed to hold only 80 people are currently holding as many as 694 unaccompanied children with only two agents maintaining custody because of the overflow and, and the fact that so many people have inundated the border. And uh, we're going to show you a lot of this tonight at nine on Hannity on the Fox News Channel. But I, I, I if I listen to the Biden administration, it's, I'm. I'm I'm wrong. My eyes deceive me. I watched Joe Biden fall not once, not twice, but three times, climbing up the stairs to Air Force One, being told that the wind blew him over all three times. And if I don't believe it, I guess I'm just not willing to see their truth. I see Joe Biden struggling. He looks very weak. He looks very frail, and he looks like he's struggling cognitively with all the examples that we have played over and over again. But if I listen to anybody in the mob, the media, or Democratic Party, or big tech, they tell me otherwise. I don't know, maybe maybe we need therapy. Maybe we need help. Maybe we just don't realize that two plus two does equal five. David Capellian writing today in World Net Daily. Newt Gingrich joins us, former Speaker of the House. I don't know. I, I didn't know that on a beautiful, clear day with next to no wind that a president of the United States could be blown over by the wind three separate times. I didn't know that was possible, but I guess I'm wrong. I, I, owe, I owe my audience an apology. Well, I can tell you, let me go back to your two plus two equals five. I'm sitting in my office where when Callista and I did our movie on St. John Paul II going back to Poland, the leaders of Solidarity, the great anti-communist union, gave me a poster for the wall that says in Polish, for Poland to remain Poland, two plus two must always equal four. And they were getting at your point, which is they'd lived through a totalitarian society where the only truth was the government's truth. And when you're supposed to change your mind about reality based on what the government told you. And what you're seeing, I think, now is... Uh, the greatest effort at censorship since World War II. Uh, and it's beginning to backfire. I mean, even CNN is now commenting negatively about the Biden policy on the border, uh, which, you know, when, when you have an administration which hides things, they run a long-term danger because the fact is that uh, they're lying to themselves They can't make good policy decisions. They get further out of touch with reality, uh, and then it becomes a real 
uh, a, a real nightmare in my judgment. So you have two things going on in parallel. You have a real crisis on the border because this 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 basically a popular immigration or a popular popular invasion of the United States by hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, but it's an invasion. I mean, these are crossing the border, asserting their right to occupy our country. And at the same time, you have an administration so deeply committed to lying that it can't find out what the real truth is. So we and have I think a, that's this kind of, Yeah, so we have, we have a secu- national security crisis. We now know that they've even, even people on the terrorist watch list have been captured on our southern border. We have a health crisis, obviously, with the high level of positivity of COVID. That, that's a real crisis now with the border. I'll add the humanitarian crisis. You know, these unaccompanied minors, um, that, that's a huge crisis. We now know that Biden lied to George Stephanopoulos because we found the tape of him saying you should come if you're seeking asylum when I'm president, come. And people are saying that they're telling our reporters on both sides of the border. We have reporters on Hannity every night. And they're, they're saying that they're coming because Joe Biden is, is president. And while all that's happening and all the resources of Border Patrol and, and every agency imaginable is being literally focused on, on this major problem, well, that gives carte blanche to the drug cartels, the human traffickers, the, the gangs, and they're taking full advantage of it, according to the Washington Examiner, averaging $14.8 million a day in profit. Well, I mean, look, the criminals aren't stupid. They're looking at a situation where the fence is open, uh, the border patrol is overwhelmed, they can make thousands of dollars for every person they bring in the country. Uh, and remember that when we talk about people who are either amnestied, seeking amnesty, or people who are picked up by the border patrol, that doesn't count the people that the cartel is getting in, uh, in a very highly sophisticated system, where they actually have vehicles waiting. So when you get across the border, they take you get in a vehicle and they take you to a new secure place, and we never find you. And so, and all this is going on without any COVID testing, even though not only do 90% of all Americans want all immigrants tested, but 92% of Hispanics want all immigrants tested. And yet this administration is totally blind to the dangers that it's imposing on the United States. And all this is going to come back, I think, and bite the Biden administration big time. $87 billion they've just advoc- uh, they've allocated for hotels for people that have crossed the borders illegally. They're not even processing them anymore, but they're putting them on buses and sending them all over the United States to different states. Now they're looking to transport them to the northern border. I don't know what, in the hopes that, what, Canada will be uh, there with open arms and we're going to put the problem on Canada's doorstep. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what the purpose of that is, uh, but we well, had I, a policy. Good. I, I think Biden wants to share the pain. He wants to make sure that every place in the country is feeling the same pain. But, but imagine the signals you're sending. So, so somebody comes up from Latin America. They've got a cell phone. If they end up in a nice hotel, being taken care of, clean sheets, three meals a day, what do you think they say when they call back home? You think they say, oh, you better not come up here, it's too hard? No, what they say is, these Americans are crazy. you got to get in on it. This is Christmas. Uh, and 
It's just going to dramatically increase the number of people who migrate north. Well, the stay in Mexico policy worked. The construction of the wall worked. Catch and release is now back. Uh, It's a predictable problem. Let me ask you this question. Biden was asked twice during the campaign uh, about his cognitive abilities. And when he was asked if he'd ever taken a cognitive test, if he was open to it, he said, you know, I've been tested every single day. Okay. then a follow up question came from CBS at some point. Then that's when Biden got mad. And why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying uh, you before you got on this program. Did you take a test that where you're taking cocaine or not? What do you think? Huh? Are you a junkie? Well, we now saw. Do you believe that it was the wind that blew Joe Biden over as he fell three times going up the stairs? You've seen many of the verbal gaffes. The rest of the media won't won't air it, but I've been airing it and I've been playing it on this program. Seems like we're a sole voice in the wilderness as usual. Look, I, I uh, have watched George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, Barack Obama and Donald Trump go up and down those stairs. So ever since the 747 came in and it's a much bigger plane than the old 707, uh, and in all five of those presidencies, I don't remember the wind ever knocking anybody over. Not one time. Um, not, not that I can remember. I mean, it may have happened, but I've always thought it's kind of amazing how these guys go up and down those stairs. Anybody who's ever had to get on a 747 from the ground knows that's a pretty long set of stairs. Uh, I mean, it looks great on TV and it's fabulous. But uh, so, so you have this whole situation now where um, you have, you know, Biden can't remember who the Secretary of Defense is, and he can't remember where he works, that place over there. Uh, Every time you turn around, it looks like he's not quite in touch with reality. Uh, They get him through each meeting with a couple cards to read from. Uh, My guess is that Ron Klain is the real president of the United States right now. Why do I think it's probably... There's got to be some deep connection to Obama here. You do, you, you're the last person as speaker to ever balance a budget. With all this COVID spending, some of which was necessary, people were in desperate need. I don't have a problem with it. But a lot of it's waste, fraud, and abuse, and now all this money is going to be green energy money. What happens to this country as a result of this reckless spending? We're talking about now $5 trillion Joe spent. Well, and remember, he's only in the second month of spending. Uh, you know, give this guy a couple of years, and it'll be amazing what he can accomplish. Uh, I think you have to see all of this in the context of the Jerry Maguire movie, where he says, show me the money. This is about buying votes. I mean, nobody should kid themselves. This is all about buying votes. Uh, there's no amount of money that they can get that's too much. They've got to pay off the teachers' union. They've got to pay off the various other unions. They've got to pay off Democratic local officials. Uh, they are the party of government, and they are the party that does not like business and doesn't like, particularly doesn't like independent small businesses. And so their whole effort is to take your cash to buy re-election by building a bigger machine. And I think if you combine the commitment to woke values with a commitment to building a machine, you understand everything that you need to know. 
So bypassing uh, all, all the rest is just lies. Bypassing a co-equal branch of government, open borders, court packing, D.C., Puerto Rico statehood, H.R. One, get rid of the legislative filibuster, radical Green New Deal. How do, how, how do they ever lose an election in the future because they're stacking the deck completely in their favor? Well, the same way we've won with Reagan, the same way we won with the contract with America, the truth is that when you come down to it, they somebody figured out that the average American pays $14,000 for the $1,400 uh, bonus check. Now, even in a world where the left wants to abolish the mathematics having numbers, it's really hard to say to yourself, this is a great deal. I give you $14,000. You give me $1,400. That's, that's the Biden model, because he needs your cash to pay off his allies. And the truth is, he doesn't have enough allies. So when, when I think we will win in 22, and I suspect we'll win by a big margin in 24, uh, because his system simply fails. This is Jimmy Carter all over again. Well, it's uh, Jimmy Carter on steroids and human growth hormone. But, Mr. Speaker, we got to run. Um, thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. We'll hit the phones when we get back. Toll free. It's 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the uh, program, we got a great Hannity tonight. Nine Eastern, Senator Ted Cruz, Senator Lindsey Graham. We have our reporters down on both sides of the border. Ron DeSantis, Laura Trump, and much more. Nine Eastern on Hannity. Your calls are next. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program? We'll hit the phones here in a minute. You know, I don't care. I, I just hate being lied to. Just, I mean, and the level of lie is so spectacular in the case of Biden falling three times, climbing the stairs to Air Force One. How about well, the president just tripped, lost his, lost, lost his footing? I don't know. But then they got to come out with a lie. It's sort of like, you know, when my kids would get in trouble when they were younger and I'd ask them, well, what did you do? Nothing. I did nothing. I absolutely innocent. Meanwhile, you know, did you did you eat the chocolate ice cream? I had no chocolate ice cream. I'm making it up. But just as an example, I did not have chocolate ice cream. Meanwhile, there's chocolate all over their face. You sure you didn't have any chocolate? You didn't have any chocolate ice cream. When you asked me earlier if I could have chocolate ice cream, I said no chocolate ice cream or vanilla or whatever the flavor happens to be. Butter pecan. I like coffee ice cream. I like butter pecan also. And then they say, no, I didn't have any. I No, no ice cream. Now, meanwhile, ice cream's all over their face. It's all over their shirt, tripping down their shirt. And I would say to my kids, I'd go, stop insulting my intelligence. If you do something wrong, just admit it. You didn't listen. You wanted the ice cream more than you wanted to listen to your dad. And you know that you'll get in trouble for not listening to dad. So you're sitting here now lying, making it worse. And the punishment in my household, anyway, for lying is a lot worse than whatever the offense might have been. I mean, little stuff, right? We're not talking about big stuff here, but it's about character at that point. So when Joe Biden falls three times and then on Air Force One, you have White House spokesperson Karine Jean-Pierre. I don't know who she is blaming the Biden Air Force One three falls on the wind. We checked the wind. It was not a particularly windy day. It was a beautiful spring day in Washington. There was not wind gusts of 50 miles per hour, 25 miles per hour, 10 
miles per hour for that matter. Wasn't that windy? But that's that was the excuse. It was windy outside. I almost got blown over by the wind. Now, regardless of whether you believe it or not, because I believe it's an outright lie. They're insulting our intelligence. Just a lie. Now, if it was the Trump administration, be handled very differently, right? But then, but this this is what they said on Air Force One when asked about it. So the president take a fall on the stairs. Is he doing okay? As you know, it's pretty windy outside. It's very windy. Uh, I almost fell coming up the steps myself. He is doing 100% fine. Is Jordan's recently broken at all? All I can tell you, he's doing fine. He's preparing for, for the trip today, and he is, he's doing just great. Did he get, get checked out by the doctor? Uh, I just, all I know is I, I, I can tell you is he's doing fine. He's doing great. He's doing fine. The wind blew him over. I, I, I hear the wind sounds in the back. If the wind blew him over, that what, what do you think? He's in a hurricane? Now here is uh, Jen Circleback Saki, White House press secretary, asked the same question. Just checking on the president. He uh, fell going up the steps to Air Force One on Friday. Is he doing okay? He's 100% fine. I don't know if you've been up those steps. They're a little tricky sometimes. I don't remember Donald Trump falling. Then we find out that the media, remember when Donald Trump one time, just one time during his presidency, when he gave the speech, the commencement address at West Point and the president, rainy day, going down that slick ramp and he had dress shoes on. I don't know. I've, I've been in dress shoes and I walked on slippery surfaces. Guess what? It's a nightmare. And I'm a pretty coordinated person. Great shape. I train every day, train an hour and a half every day. I don't have a problem walking. I don't fall. I can't remember the last time I fell. doesn't mean I won't fall or slip and fall. You can slip and fall. I remember there'd be days if I had some event, I'm wearing dress shoes and I'm walking in snow or sleet or whatever. You know what? It gets slippery on concrete, unfortunately, and anybody can slip. Now, the president at the time, President Trump, trying to avoid falling, Start. He stepped gingerly down the slippery ramp in his dress shoes. And, you know, fake news CNN dedicates nearly a whopping 30 minutes to the story. In this case, oh, Joe, you know, um, just you know, had a, a minor little, you know, trip on the way up Air Force. That's all they called it. They didn't wallpaper their network like they did with Trump. It just shows how corrupt they are. What liars they are. But isn't that what they want us to believe? Just like they lied all about Russia. They, they ignored the quid and the pro and the quo. Isn't that what they, they always do? And that's lie. It's unbelievable. All right, let's get to our busy phones here. 800-941-SEAN, if you want to uh, join us. Let's say hi to Rudy is in Chicago. What's up, Rudy? How are you? What the hell are you doing in Chicago? You need to get out of there. <laughs> well, I used to live in Florida, but I'm originally from Chicago. I'm also a uh, retired ICE agent. I've been retired about 10 years after well, working about you, 28 so Thanks years. for your service. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, the crisis on the border right now is uh, one of many throughout the decades, of course. And uh, people seem to forget, once it's out of the headlines, that uh, it doesn't end there once they're in the country. Say, for example, somebody applies for asylum. Well, they have to go before an asylum officer, Uh you know that uh, works for for the uh, for um, for ICE, 
And uh, if their asylum claim is denied, then they have the option to appeal to an immigration judge, and they start all over. So that could take, you know, four, five, ten years. But uh, in the meantime, uh, the ones that are admitted uh, under asylum, they get uh, temporary or uh, they get uh, LAPR status, which is legal permanent residency. And uh, at that point, they're eligible to bring in their immediate family, which is like, you know, mother, father, brother, sisters. And then in five years after that, uh, if they get uh, U.S. citizenship, then they can bring the extended family, uncles. It's called aunts. chain migration, right? Chain migration and action, uh, exactly. And that's, um, I mean, you know, uh, going through a, um, a pandemic right now, it's kind of uh, ludicrous to even uh, allow that, you know. Uh, but this this a- is a crisis of their own doing. And I'll, you know, I'll tell you who the happiest people are, besides the people that are getting into this country with the hope of amnesty. The next group of people that are happiest are the worst of the worst. The drug dealers, the human traffickers, the cartels, the gangs, because they're all profiting. Uh, an estimate yesterday, I think it was Washington Examiner, $14 million a day. That's what they're making off the business of trafficking people illegally into the country and drugs and trafficking for for prostitution and the likes as well, including young minors. Yes, that happens all the time. I've interviewed many, many an agent that actually dedicated years of their life to even decades of their life trying to prevent that. Exactly. You know, and the border border patrol agents are doing their best right there on the border. But then the uh, once the people are in the country, the uh, cartel members, the drug smugglers, the special agents, which was uh, what I was, the investigators take over. And uh, during any crisis on the southwest border, uh, assets are removed from the big cities like New York, Chicago, L.A., all the big crime hubs. And they're sent down to the southwest border, which means uh, they're taken away from doing their criminal investigation duties. As a result, the uh, cartels thrive. So it's a it's a it's a not a win win situation at all. It's a lose lose situation, and um, I can't believe we're going through this right now. You know, but that's uh, the era uh, post Trump era we're living in. It is. We had this under complete control. Under complete control. Anyway, thank you for your service, Rudy. Appreciate it. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, you want to be a part of the program? Quick break. Right back. Your calls on the other side, straight ahead. Come on, man. It's taken me 47 years to perfect doing nothing. I had to become president to show you I could do that better than anybody. Joe Biden, the most dangerous man in America. This is the Sean Hannity Show. Breaking Breaking news. news every single day. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, back to our busy phones here. Byron, Arizona, next Sean Hannity show. What's up, Byron? How are you, sir? Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I just wanted to say something about the cancel culture and 
my own uh, experiences of being accused of being stupid uh, because I don't believe in global warming. I retired from the National Weather Service. Uh, I still substitute teach. I still speak my piece. But the Democrats, the progressives want to use bullying. They, they say they hate bullying, but they bully us all the time with cancel culture, with any efforts to shut up conservative minds. I was threatened with being fired from the National Weather Service because I said my piece when I was asked. I didn't Let me guess. You, you said something as dangerous as you think that, what, climate change is overhyped? Oh, totally overhyped. And it's, uh, yes, we have cycles in climate, but my gosh, uh, they want to pin it all on mankind. When I started in the National Weather Service in 73, it was global cooling. They fixed <laughs> global cooling, and then we swung the other way. The politicians, the rhinos, the Democrats want to use anything they can to gain power. And then they tell us, well, they fixed it. They fixed global warming. They fixed global cooling. They've fixed uh, race, race relation problems. No, they've made all of it worse. And remember, remember this. Rem- remember, in the 70s, the media mob, the environmental radicals in this country were telling us the next ice age is coming. Time That's magazine right. even had a cover story, the coming ice age. And then it evolved right. into, you know, we're going to burn up the earth. Then it just became this neutral, uh, uh, you know, climate change. This way, if it gets right, hot, right. We, we can blame climate change. If it's cold, we can blame climate change. If it snows, you blame it. If it doesn't snow, you blame it. I, I mean, you're right. There is an ebb and flow to the, the earth's temperature. Now, I do believe we should be good stewards of of the beautiful gift that God has given us. And I'm just like everybody else, believe it or not, I want clean air and I want uh, clean water to drink. And you know, this, this narrative that we don't care about the air, that that's, that's all nonsense. Nobody's talking about not having any government oversight or regulation. We can't be polluting our rivers. You can't be polluting groundwater. Um, You got to watch emissions that are, involved in manufacturing but but this is all happening anyway because we've had the greatest reduction of carbon emissions of any industrialized country naturally because businesses have moved in that direction and and i would even argue that one day probably we we will be weaning ourselves off of fossil fuels but that technology whatever that technology ultimately becomes is not available yet i like to say well, i'm an all of the above guy of, we weaned ourselves off of sails on ships we will eventually yes wean ourselves off of fossil fuels but i mean today i live out in Flagstaff, arizona it's snowing so are they going to call it global cooling today and in, in spring? How the hell is it snowing today? Jeez, man. All right. Well, Byron, I appreciate your insight. Thank you. But the bullies are everywhere. And if you don't think as they think, they want to cancel you. There's a really good piece written. Who wrote this? Uh, David Capellian, of I've known for years. He's with uh, WorldNetDaily.com. And the headline of his article is 2 plus 2 equals 5. 
Orwell's 1984 is here. And, you know, famous novel, futuristic society, main character, Winston Smith runs afoul of the ruling party, insisting that two plus two equals four. Then he's tortured by those in power. And he comes around to finally giving in to the pressure that two plus two equals five. You know, then he points out a case in New York City, a math professor claiming the whole notion that two plus two equal four is one that, quote, reeks of white supremacist patriarchy. As the Brooklyn College professor explained in a tweet, the idea that math or data is culturally neutral or in any way objective is a myth, along with the, of course, math is neutral because two plus two equals four trope. He's calling it a trope and related and creepy math is pure and protect math reeks of white supremacy. I'm like, I, I don't know how you deal with it. It's either a, there are tr- fundamental things that are true. It's sunny outside. I'm looking at right now, mostly blue skies, some clouds, warm sun, temperature around 60 degrees. That's just truth. There are facts. There are undeniable truths. There are simple truths in life. But if you don't think the way they want you to think, well, then they want to cancel you, silence you, shut you down, get rid of you. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. All right, news roundup and information overload hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. So it is more than a crisis. It is out-of-control madness, insanity at our nation's border. Um, We have investigative reporters on both sides of the border that we're going to go to tonight on on Hannity. And and I've gotten more than alarming... Uh, information from people that are there, that are on the ground, that are watching this every single day. And what they're telling me is extremely, extraordinarily scary about how dangerous this has now become. We now have the kids in cages are back. You know, we've got plastic. These kids are sleeping on the floor with tinfoil blankets uh, on top of them. These kids are now stuck in cargo shipping containers. Nobody is allowed in at all at any point to see what's going on. And, you know, when I find out what's actually going on down there, what am I being told? You know, that uh, that it's so bad that they it's they're overrun at this point. Now, Border Patrol people that I have talked to on the ground, for example, a facility down in Texas And it was actually I got a copy of an email that was sent to officials in Washington and the head of the Border Patrol. And the situation inside these facilities is unsafe, unhealthy, overcrowding, inhumane, especially for children. You have some areas that are supposed to hold only 80 people. They're now currently holding 694 unaccompanied children with only two agents maintaining custody. And there's a lot more where that came from. We now finally got a look-see. People were able to smuggle. You have to smuggle pictures out because now they're trying to, you know, put a complete gag order on photojournalists and other journalists. You can't go for ride-alongs. Everybody that works for the Border Patrol, they've been told they better shut their mouth or they're going to get fired. The same thing with ICE and, and anybody who's trying to call attention to what's happening. Now, Ocasio-Cortez and Joe Biden and every Democrat 
compared migrant detention facilities uh, as kids in cages, the most immoral thing Joe Biden ever saw in his life. Well, they're now doing it again. But by the way, the kids in cages that they accused Donald Trump of of being responsible for were the cages that Joe and Barack built. And now we have now we're going to reward millions of illegal immigrants with a taxpayer funded jackpot. At least two million of them are going to get covid emergency stimulus checks of up to fourteen hundred dollars. These are illegal immigrants. And of course, we're seeing a ton of Biden for president flags flying over the migrant border camp, you know. And then, of course, you got Kamala Harris. Listen to Kamala Harris here laughing, laughing. I don't know what particularly is funny to her. But laughing, visit the border? they ask her. Uh, um, not today. <laughs> but um, I have before, and I'm sure I will again. Uh, is that funny? <laughs> Kids, cages. Uh, we blame Trump for that, but now it's okay, I guess, right? I don't know. I don't know where the laughter is coming from. Senior Mexican diplomats are crediting Biden with encouraging all of these migrants to head for America. Actually, they, they, they see this for what it is. And migrants themselves are saying, yeah, we had we had tape last night. They wouldn't play. They wouldn't be coming to America. But for Joe Biden being the president, they're not tracking any of the covid cases at the border. And on top of that, now we have people that we know are on the terror watch list included in those people that we are apprehending down at the border. Democrats had no problem shutting down and securing private property away from Americans but now they can't secure the border from illegal immigrants. Our friend Ethan had a pretty good line. Maybe we should declare the border a hair salon or a restaurant or a church that is defying Fauci and the Democrats' shutdown orders. Then maybe maybe we might actually get, you know, some reality check. You want to talk about no social distancing? There's no social distancing. None whatsoever. They've been trying to hide these kids packed inside these, you know, these curtained quarters where they can't get out, sleeping on the floor, apparently sleeping in shifts on the floor because they don't have room for all of these kids. And nobody's gotten inside the cargo shipping containers. But now that the photos are released, we're learning a lot. Uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, the congresswoman down in Texas, or as Joe fondly refers to her as Shirley, she now is saying that the Biden administration... This plan is just not working. We have a situation that is a humanitarian concern. We do have issues with any number of children. The numbers are coming up. But I will say Mm -hmm. that the Biden administration has met with members of Congress. They have a plan. The plan does not look like it's working at this time, but you have to get it implemented. And even with all the images of the border, circle back Press Secretary Jen Psaki Oh, it's still not a crisis. Now that the public is seeing some of the images because the congressional delegation provided some photos and descriptions about what they witnessed. Children who are frightened and crying, overcrowded conditions. Now that the public has seen that, is that not a crisis? And what conditions or situation, what metrics would have to be in place for the administration to call it that? Well, children... Uh, presenting at our border who are fleeing violence, who are fleeing prosecution, who are fleeing terrible situations is not a crisis. 
No, it's a crisis. Joe invited them. Joe's the one that stopped the stay in Mexico policy to check out asylum claims. Joe is brought back catch and release. Joe doesn't have the facilities for the children. Uh, Joe is releasing COVID positive patients into our general population with no follow up whatsoever. And even some people, they're not even caught and released. There's no court date even given them as they're given Greyhound bus tickets to get out of town and move to other states. And by more than two to one, now Americans blame Biden for the border crisis that we see happening. What else is happening? There was a Washington Examiner piece today. Criminal organizations now reportedly make up $14 million a day trafficking women and children and families across the Mexico border. Families pay every penny they have to get here to these coyotes, these cartels. Uh, And while, of course, Border Patrol is busy, well, that only facilitates other human trafficking, sex trafficking, drug trafficking, all sorts of trafficking. That's where the opioid crisis, that's where the heroin's coming in, the fentanyl's coming in. And Joe Biden is saying he wants to go back to a Trump-era immigration policy for asylum seekers. Well, you're the one that got rid of the stay in Mexico policy. Unbelievable. Project Veritas, to their credit, again, released photographs taken inside a migrant facility showing the overcrowding conditions of kids. How come they won't let one person in the media get a look-see inside the beautiful butterfly-walled cargo shipping containers? Why do I I suspect they're undergoing a massive uh, overhaul Because if we ever saw what they really look like, the the American people would shock everyone to the the core. Where are we going from here? I don't know. Joining us, though, James Comer of Kentucky here to talk about the border crisis. You look at it by numbers, you got 100,000 people. They're expecting sometime by June or July, well over a million people that will have crossed the border just in that short period of time, Congressman. It's a disgrace. It's only getting worse when you send a signal to the world that there are no consequences for crossing the border, then you're going to have a border crisis, which is what we have now. You know, Joe Biden has demonstrated that he's the Barney Fife of border security, and we've got to have someone like Donald Trump who's serious about border security leading that effort. Well, I mean, I don't think this is that hard to figure out. I mean, what the policies that we did have in place were working. There's no right. if, they, if you can't acknowledge. Look, I'm, I'm getting a little sick and tired of being lied to. I don't believe that Joe Biden fell three times going up the stairs to Air Force One because the wind blew him over. And if the wind did blow him over, that probably would be worse than the fact that he fell three times. Nor am I buying the lie that there's not a crisis at the border because my right. eyes show me and and our our investigative reporters are there on the ground on both sides of the border. You're right. You're right. And uh, the members of Congress who have already been to the border say the same thing. My oversight committee is planning a trip to El Paso and New Mexico in the next few weeks. And we're going to meet with Ted Cruz and 17 senators are going down on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the number one issue, despite what Joe Biden says, despite what the liberal media wants to talk about. This is, uh, a serious crisis. It's only getting worse. There's no clear policy. You know, what is Joe Biden going to do? Uh, what are they doing with uh, with these people? 
when these crowd, when these facilities get full, are they letting them out back into the United States? It doesn't look like they're deporting them back to Mexico. Uh, so he has a lot of questions he needs to answer. And, and then the, the fact that he's not been transparent at all with the media, whether the media like Donald Trump or not, he allowed the media to go in and film what was actually going on in there. So the only pictures we're seeing are pictures that have been smuggled out of there or leaked out of there by some someone, we don't know who. And you know, the, the press is... By the way, the only information that I'm getting that is accurate are from my contacts, my Border Patrol contacts at the border. On the front lines. They're the people that I've known for years. I've been down to the border, Congressman, 14 times. I stayed in touch with these people. They work hard. It's a dangerous job. They do their job, and now it's even more dangerous with the high positivity rate for COVID-19. That's right. And the fact that on day one, Joe Biden created a new executive order and tied their hands, made it harder for ICE agents to do their jobs. And and again, that's all the rhetoric. He's sending a signal to the world. There are no consequences for crossing that border. And then last week, what does Nancy Pelosi try to push through the House of Representatives? Nothing other than an amnesty bill. I mean, we're sending the wrong signal at the wrong time, and the crisis is only going to get worse. But isn't it even worse than that? It, are, we have laws. You're a lawmaker. You're part of a branch of government, a co-equal branch called the legislative branch. Joe Biden, since he's taken office— has pretty much completely ignored your co-equal branch and either through executive fiat or a stroke of a pen, he's been pretty much uh, bypassing Congress. But the law of the land is clear. We are to protect the borders. We're not supposed to reward people that don't respect our laws and our sovereignty and our borders with $1,400 checks, which we're now sending to millions of illegal immigrants. That's right. And, you know, the Republicans in the House are doing everything we can. We're fighting. We're trying to message. We're, we're requesting information. We're doing everything. And uh, as you know, Pelosi's been able to get those Democrats to walk a, walk a straight line, and they, they haven't veered any on any of the legislation. And Biden continues to do his executive orders. And we're just, as you know, hoping that Joe Manchin is a voice reason in the in the U.S. Senate to try to stop this to where they don't pass anything legislatively and hopefully the Supreme Court's the firewall with, with these executive orders when they get challenged to court. It's a disaster right now. Elections have consequences and we're seeing the, the worst possible scenario of a, of a Democrat sweep. I would just think that if Sean Hannity was aiding and abetting and law-breaking, why do I suspect, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm even paranoid somewhat, why do I suspect, Congressman, that uh, every Democrat would want to throw the book at me and put me in jail and throw away the key and and uh, uh, nobody would seem to care? Because isn't a sanctuary city and a sanctuary state, aren't they aiding and abetting law-breaking? If you don't enforce Absolutely. border border laws now if they don't like the law they can go through the process of changing the law but they're not willing to do that either no you're exactly right your suspicion is is accurate Uh, the republicans are treated differently let me be more specific conservative republicans are treated more differently and the democrats in in congress are uh, turning a blind eye to the things that they probably do care about like the kids in cages and all that that they fear is happening now as we speak they're, they're turning a blind eye because they know that they're getting a blank check. Uh, they just spent $2 trillion in pork. Uh, 
because Biden's telling them he'll spend $3 trillion more on green infrastructure. So as long as they keep getting unlimited, printed money borrowed from China to, to blow on liberal wish lists, then they're going to continue to turn a blind eye and give him a pass, even on the issues that they probably do disagree with him on. All right, Congressman uh, James Comer, great state of Kentucky. Uh, Congressman, thank you for being with us. Appreciate your insight. We'll continue to follow this. We've got investigative reporters on both sides of the border tonight. Uh, Information you won't get from the media mob and more pictures that the media will never show you uh, because they've been trying to hide it from you. Uh, 800-941-SHAWN, our number. Your call's in the next half hour. Hannity at 9. Uh, um, not today, <laughs> but um, I have before and I'm sure I will again. As the situation at the U.S.-Mexico border gets worse, the media is being kept from it. Despite calls of transparency from the Biden administration, reporters and photographers have not been allowed inside the facilities. The Biden administration has not granted a news media access to the facility, citing COVID restrictions, despite the president's promise in his inaugural address to always level with you. Blocking access to the news media is not leveling with the American people, Mr. President. So, Gabe, let's talk about why there isn't access. We got those images from Congressman Quaylar, but why is the media still not allowed into these facilities? Well, Katie, that's the question that keeps being asked of the Biden administration right now. What they continue to cite is COVID protocols. But as you know, Katie, even the Trump administration did allow reporters inside some of these facilities. I remember going inside many of them back in 2018, 2019, especially over in Clint, Texas, uh, near El Paso, where there was a lot of controversy over overcrowding at one of those Border Patrol stations. You know, Biden, the Biden administration kept talking about transparency, and we're not getting any transparency here with what is happening at the border, that we have to get those images uh, from a congressman who won't say where he got those images. Um, it is very frustrating for not just journalists, but for the American public who want to know what's going on inside those facilities, those disturbing images. We have a situation that is a humanitarian concern. We do have issues with any number of children. The numbers are coming up. But I will say mm-hmm. that the Biden administration has met with members of Congress they have a plan. The plan does not look like it's working at this time, but you have to get it implemented. A few months ago, the Trump administration had been turning away migrants who came to the border, adults, families, and children. The Biden administration took the position that they were not going to do that, but the shelters were working under limited capacity because of the coronavirus pandemic. So all of that together, you have more kids coming into U.S. custody, but just not enough space to put them in shelter. So that means that these kids are staying in Border Patrol facility for prolonged periods of time. And those are facilities that are not intended for them. They look like jail-like conditions like prison cells with concrete walls and concrete benches. And these kids are spending more than the three-day limit than they're supposed to, uh, according to federal law. So the administration racing here to find enough space for these kids that is suitable for them. So the administration right now, the Biden administration right now is the one that's luring these children to the border with the promise of being able to get in. But as long as you have a permissive immigration policy, you're going to have a crisis at the border. And yes, when you have United States senators from Connecticut, Democrats, liberals that are talking about tears in their eyes when they look at the situation that these children are in, that's a crisis at the border. Mm -hmm. 
All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show. We got the issues on the border. Then, of course, the biggest power grab in, yes, the history of the country, starting with H.R. 1, followed by packing the courts, followed by D.C. Puerto Rico statehood, followed by an assault on the First and Second Amendment, and, of course, uh, the border crisis, and it is a crisis, and the lying that's going on by all things Biden as Biden now has a a whopping one hour that he'll be devoting to a public appearance today. I'm sure the rest of the day is spent in deep preparation. Anyway, as we round up the news, uh, we welcome back to the program our friend Joe Pags. He has his own syndicated radio show. It's huge, and uh, we've been friends for a long time. And the Reverend C.L. Bryan, he hosts his, his own show, author of The Race for Freedom, senior fellow, Freedom Works, Great to have you both back on the program. Uh, Joe Pag, start with you. You know what the thing that is irritating me the most today, what bothers me the most, I don't like being lied to. Joe Biden did not get blown over by the wind when he fell down three times trying to climb the stairs to Air Force One. That is a lie. Just like uh, it really was. They were really were riots over the summer, just like there really is a border crisis. But yet they lie to us. It seems to be their business, Sean. First of all, thanks for having me on, man. Uh, you know, those steps can be tricky. Going up to Air Force One, you heard Jen uh, circle back sake. <laughs> they can be awfully tricky. But listen, they're lying nonstop. And the whole border thing specifically, you know, as, as weird as it is that Biden couldn't go upstairs, and as much as they made fun of uh, Trump for four years, check his health, he's unfit and all this, Nobody's saying anything. That's to be ignored. Let's really focus on the border. Holy mackerel, Sean. Did you see what Project Veritas released yesterday? There there are rapes going on, sexual assaults constantly going on, sex trafficking is going on. And they're bundling the the people up like they're a bunch of sausages in these horrible buildings. And nobody from the media is even allowed in to report on it, not even the complicit left media. It's nuts. And you're right, 100% right. We're being lied to every day. Well, you're a pastor, uh, Reverend C.L. Bryant. I can't lie to you. If I did lie to you, I'd probably go deeper into Dante's circle of hell that, I, that I'm probably <laughs> destined for anyway, which I probably deeply deserve, but only through the mercy of Jesus will I maybe make it to heaven. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, isn't that the worst thing you can do when you're just lying like that? Now, if Donald Trump lied to the press or Kaylee McEnany said something and they wanted to call her and Sean Spicer and, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders a liar every other day. Sean, it's always good to be with you. And the perpetual lie that is going on in this country reaches far and wide. And Joe Biden is a tool, of course, of the left. And we don't know who's running this country, to tell you the truth. But there's also a perpetual lie that's being fed to black folks that everything you say or Joe says happens to turn out to be uh, a racist statement when you're just speaking your mind. And we as Americans are standing by while the erosion of our First Amendment rights are taken away. And I think uh, the barring of the media from even seeing what's going on in the border also perpetuates and helps them perpetuate this lie. If our president, if Donald John Trump, had done this very same thing that they are doing, that blackout of media, 
media on these camps, there would have been a stench raised to high heaven. And Sean, all of us are saved by grace. And my brother, uh, you're no more fallen than any of the rest of us. God loves us all. I don't know, Reverend. I, I, I was way more incorrigible than I'm sure you've ever been in your life. And some would even argue I exist that way today. But um, I'm one of the Christians that needs the forgiveness part. You know, I'm, I'm in that category. You know, and that bothers me, by the way. Isn't there a misconception about if you're a Christian? What's the first thing you've got to admit that you, you're, you're not living the right way, that you want to change, you want to be a better person? And then that you are a way, sinner. Yeah. What's that? You can't fix what you don't face. If God cannot fix for you what you won't face yourself. And, Sean, that's the advice I give to uh, everyone who would be a Christian, and I give that to anyone who is an American. We must face these things, and we are are a Judeo-Christian nation. And Reagan was right when he told us that we forget that we are a nation that is under God. We will be a nation gone under, and we are seeing the prophetic words of Ronald Reagan taking shape here because, obviously, with all those things that we're seeing on our landscape of our society, we are a nation who have forgotten that we are a nation under God, and it's time to repent of that, and we will see a healing of our land. I couldn't agree more. Sean, can I jump in here? Bearing false witness is something that the media and the left does daily. They do it so much, I don't even think they know that they're lying anymore. You know, look, I'm I'm just telling you this whole woke thing should scare everybody. Now, for all three of us, this has been a reality. Joe, you've been in radio three decades. I'm th- I'm 33 years now in radio. I can't believe it, by the way. Um, and and we've both been very blessed, very lucky. But the reality is anybody that does what we do every single day knows exactly what cancel culture is because there's been tens and hundreds of millions of dollars spent to get all of us fired every minute, every second, every hour of every day that we're on the air is tape recorded in the hopes that they can that we say one word, one phrase, one sentence that they can take out of context or deem as unacceptable and demand firings and start boycotts and silencing efforts. We've all experienced it. We all continue to experience it. Joe. How do you think it works, though, Sean? Because I wonder who's listening to us, who's tape recording. Because I know exactly who they are. I've identified them. I even know where they live. And they're in their basement, in their underwear. They're keyboard warriors, and uh, they get paid to, to do this. This is They're a bunch of losers that need to live life. Well, I will l- listen, let me just say this. There is a difference, and I make a distinction. The group Black Lives Matter, the one that... We know we're chanting, what do we want dead cops? When do we want them now? Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon, uh, is very different from peaceful protesters that use the phrase Black Lives Matter after the George Floyd incident and what happened there. Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon.
So there, there does become some confusion on the part of some people here. Um, I personally think that anybody that, you know, we, we can't have people raiding our capital. We can't have people rioting in our streets. We can't have people throwing rocks, bottles, bricks, and Molotov cocktails at our police. We can't have police precincts burned to the ground or taken over by anarchists. You can't have autonomous summer of love chop and chaz zones uh, and, and let it go on for weeks. You can't attack courthouses every single day. It's just a simple, I don't care who it is, what group, what reason, what rationale, Violence is violence. Rioting is rioting. And it's wrong in any case, whatever their political association, Reverend. That's absolutely right, Sean. And the badge that's on that police officer's chest, we put it there. So when they attack the police officer, Americans need to understand they're not attacking that man. They're attacking you. They're attacking the society that he represents. When he stands in that four-way stop and waves his hand for traffic to stop, they're not stopping because of that man. They're stopping because you have empowered him to do so. So an attack on him is an attack on our society. And until we get back to understanding what he represents and what this is all about as far as this republic is concerned, Sean, we have forgotten the purpose of it. And when you forget something's purpose, abuse is inevitable and we are abusing the privileges that were handed to us by those who paid a heavy price for us to have them. mr franklin what type of republic have you given us or what type of government have you given us he says i've given you a republic if you can keep it americans it's time now to keep it step forward let's All do right. it that's going to wrap things up for today. We are loaded up tonight. Now, we have our investigative reporters on both sides of the southern border in Mexico. And, yes, at our southern border on this side of the border. A real crisis, security crisis, health crisis, humanitarian crisis, and a clear and present danger for every state now. Senator Ted Cruz, uh, Lindsey Graham, those senators are going down on Friday. Governor Ron DeSantis tonight. Laura Trump will join us as well. Set your DVR, Hannity, 9 Eastern, Fox News. We'll see you tonight. We'll be back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us.